It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this sixth day of June uh, 2015. Or not sixth day, I mean, I'm sorry, this is June the 10th. I get that squared away. Um, anyway, we're here today with our co-host, Jay Basser, and technician Jay Basser. And uh, our guest today is Blue Water Navy, uh, um, uh, Commander John Wells and, and Matt Hill. Uh, how you doing there, uh, Commander? Doing good, Gerald. How about yourself? By golly, I'm doing all right. Uh I was able to get out of bed this morning. That's always a plus. So uh, I hope I can keep getting out of bed. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this this blue uh, water navy bill this time, uh, I have good feelings about it. Uh, what's your take on it? You're there in Washington. Uh, uh, you feel like it's got a good chance to Go around. Well, Gerald, uh, I think we're probably further along than we've ever been. We had a legislative hearing in uh, uh, in May at the Senate Vets Committee, and Senator Isaacs and the chairman ordered it to go forward for what they call a markup. A markup is the final stage where they agree on the final language and uh, uh, vote on whether to send it to the floor or not send it to the floor. Our informal poll. Um, shows that we think we have enough folks to make sure that it's sent to the floor. Uh, the, however, we're, there's another issue. There's an amendment currently uh, in force. It should be voted on today, introduced by Senator Daines and Senator Gillibrand, and it's Amendment Number 1892 to the National Defense Authorization Act of 2016. That will actually incorporate the provisions of. Uh, uh, of the Blue Water Navy Vietnam Veterans Act, plus has identified a source to pay for it. Uh, and so uh, this actually would be a faster means to do it. Uh, now, of course, we're in the situation of, um, you know, this is going to the Armed Services Committee rather than to the Veterans Committee. One of the things that we would ask everybody to do uh, is to call Senator McCain's office. He's the um, uh, chair of the Senate Veterans Committee at area code 202-224-2235 and ask him to support Amendment 1892 of the uh, National Defense Authorization Act. And for those of you who were reaching for a pen and say, gosh, I wish you'd slow down, that number again is area code 202-224-2235 and the amendment number is S, uh, I'm sorry, it's not S, it's amendment number uh, 1892, 1892 to the um, uh, National Defense Authorization Act of 2016. Meanwhile, in the House, we have 226 co-sponsors, uh, and uh, we're still waiting on that Congressional Budget Office score. We're being told it could come out any time, and uh, um, based on what we have back channel, uh, we should not be. We should. We will not be upset with the score. 
Okay, and that's about all I can tell you at this point. Also, of course, uh, and Matt will get into it on uh, the Gray decision, that's put the entire situation in flux where the court has, uh, Court of Appeals of Veterans Claims has told the VA to rewrite their policy as it applies to bays and harbors. And to, just to throw another thing into the mix is I have a case coming up in the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims, which is very similar to the Gray, but actually is with uh, Nha Trang Harbor rather than Da Nang Harbor. Uh, and, that, and that's kind of a long answer to a short question. Uh, one thing, uh, uh, Commander, I uh, wonder why they they have such a difference between harbors. Uh, wouldn't they all be under the same exposure conditions, you know, exposed conditions? Well, you're right, but uh, the case, uh, the Gray case only addressed Donong Harbor. Uh, and uh, the case that I have, it's, uh, uh, the name uh, is the J it's Johnson versus McDonald, actually happened in not Trong Harbor, a different harbor. So, what we're trying to do is um, uh, is, is kind of keep the pressure on. Now, the unique, the interesting thing about not Trong Harbor is, um, although we've got a lot of anecdotal information on Da Nang, uh, in not Trong. The, uh, there was actually a study conducted trying to figure out why the coral was dying. and It was actually done by the Russians in the late 90s. And uh, uh, they showed uh, that uh, uh, there was Agent Orange impingement onto the coral that was killing the coral. And also uh, they went down and took bottom sa samples, which you know, as far as we know is the only place bottom samples have been taken. And it showed uh, Agent Orange in the sediment. Oh, so they are working on that issue then uh, to, to get that resolved. We're working on it both in Congress and in uh, uh, also in the uh, uh, in the courts. But again, the the priority for today, because this amendment will be voted on sometime today, would be to call Senator McCain's office at two zero two 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 four two two three five. Uh, and ask him to support S-1890. Or, I'm sorry, I keep saying S because it's in the Senate. It's Amendment 18, 1892, Amendment Number 1892. And for those of you that are trying to find it on Congress.gov, it's too new. It was just put in yesterday, so it, it actually will not be on the uh, on the congressional website. Oh, okay. So we want to put that number out several times here. Yeah, two oh two oh two 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 four two two three five and it's amendment number eighteen ninety two. Okay, good deal. Um, now I know you guys have fought long and hard on this uh, blue water navy thing and and uh, of course uh we here at Hatton have always supported the uh, blue water navy as much as uh, we can, you know. Uh, certainly have our support, and and uh, uh, which I've, I've contacted all my legislators. Uh, I don't see the names on anything yet, which I find disappointing. But uh, you know, I feel like at this particular time. Like you mentioned, this is the best or the furthest, more 
most progress I've seen the Blue Water Navy been able to achieve in how many years? A lot of years. Uh, you guys have been working on this, and and uh, hopefully it, it, it will come to a successful conclusion. Well, we're trying. Well, I think you guys are doing a great job. Uh, Matt, uh, how, how many times have you been to Washington there uh, arguing with this bunch of yahoos? <laughs> well, for the uh, for the gray case on establishing whether Denang Harbor was uh, blue water or, or brown water, uh, they actually didn't even want us in Washington. They made us go down to the uh, University uh, of Virginia, uh, where we had our argument uh, at the JAG school. Um, so that was uh, that. That was the extent of that. But most most of the other part, and frankly, the heavy lifting was all done writing briefs. And thankfully, uh, Commander uh, Commander Wells wrote a brief, uh, what they call a friend of the court brief, kind of bolstering what we were arguing. Um, but that's you know we're, we're kind of a smaller part in in the bigger picture. It's been it's been a lot of fun being in this and and trying to get uh, trying to get rolled back a, a decision called Haas from nearly ten years ago now, where the uh, the VA just all of a sudden one day decided to make that distinction, saying if you were on land, it's presumed you were exposed, but if you were you know. 20 yards offshore, then then you weren't exposed, and you don't get uh, any of those benefits for those disabilities. And so we are excited about the the gray case where we at least found those harbors, which they were saying to be offshore, at least have you know pull back, make the VA pull back a little bit. Uh, the case is still ongoing, but um, but the language the court used is pretty strong on on uh, VA not being able just to make that you know uh, kind of pull it out of there hat and say this is you know this harbor is uh blue water and this harbor is brown water i don't know how they make that distinction but uh it seems to me uh now the brown water uh uh veterans now they're treated like the veterans had their feet up boots on the ground right yes sir i i should i should have mentioned that yeah so anyone who's and, in a river yeah but, uh, but then that, that river runs into the harbor. How can they distinguish the difference between a harbor and brown water? I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't either. We we were uh, one of the interesting parts about this, the gray argument at the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims is that we got to introduce all these satellite photos of the difference bays and harbors we were looking at, and you know, again, comparing one that was brown water and one wasn't. And if you look at Da Nang, it's kind of crass, but the comment I had is, you know, you look at the harbor, it's almost completely surrounded by land, and it has these two rivers flowing in. And if you look at it from a satellite picture, you see all this just this silt and, and dirt being pushed in, and it kind of looks like a toilet bowl. It's getting all this water thrown in from the rivers, and, and to me, it's it's the epitome of, of brown water because it's, it's, that's what's being thrown into the harbor. You know, I wonder who made that decision. I mean, uh, they certainly uh, wasn't thinking in in 
of the benefit of the veteran, that's for certain. Well, I'd like to hear the commander's thoughts on this, but but my thought is after that Haas decision where where one of the higher courts, the Federal Circuit, basically said you can make any you know uh, any distinction you want. I think they decided to see how far they could push it. But I, I mean, what what did you see on that, Commander? Well, I think you're right, Matt. And uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because Haas is about the first time I got involved in this. Uh, we had written an amicus brief on Haas. And, uh, uh, you know, quite frankly, the oral argument went very well. We thought we'd won it. And uh, right before the decision came out, the um, VA put in a supplemental brief. There was no time to respond to it and basically trashed uh, in a Federal Register article all the things that have been proven true today, like, uh, for example, the Australian study, which convert, which did not remove the dioxin from uh, uh, the salt water when it was made in potable water. It was just a complete blast. They sent it in. By the time we could even prepare a response, and the response was easy because they were full of brown water, you might say, uh, It uh, uh, the decision came out, and they actually referenced uh, that VA submission. So, yeah, that's exactly what they decided to do, was try to see how far they could push it. And, uh, you know, you've... Uh, been able to put the brakes on to them, or at least temporarily break break on them, which I think is certainly a good thing. And 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 folks, uh, you know, Matt did a fantastic job on that case. There's just no question about it. Uh, it's, um, uh, you know, I talked the issue briefly last month with uh, the VA Deputy General Counsel, and I say very briefly because the conversation was, well are you guys going to throw in the towel on the Blue Water Navy? And this is after all the veterans organizations got up and supported us. Uh, and the answer, they, they asked um, you uh, that? Uh, no, I asked them that. You asked them that, And okay. uh, Deputy General Counsel uh, came back with a very snippy, Nip. so, you know, that's that's where we're at. They're, they're, fight, they're in for the long haul. Interestingly enough, they put no comments in on uh, the Blue Water Navy uh, bill at the uh, hearing, and what I expect they're going to do and what we're prepared for them, if there's any VA folks listening, just just tell you right now we're prepared for it, is they'll do what they did in Haas and, and put in a, uh, uh, a poison pill comment full of a lot of falsehoods uh, right at... Uh, uh, right before the markup hearing. And if they do that, you know, uh, I can get a response in on very, very short notice. We're prepared for that. Oh, that's a good deal uh, to be prepared for something uh, because I think you can almost bet if there's any way to throw a monkey wrench into any of this, the VA is going to do it uh, or try to do it. And uh, for the life of me, I don't understand why they are so so mean and despiteful uh, against veterans, uh, but they are. And uh, so it is what it is. And uh, unfortunately, uh, either legislation or the courts is going to have to get uh, this resolved. And it looks like this might go to the courts. Do you think? Do you think it's make it up to the Supreme Court? Well, I don't know if it'll make it up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's very uh, um, 
their uh, procedures for acceptance of certiorari is very narrow. Uh, one of the things is we have a case pending in the uh, D.C. Circuit, and if we win in that case, then that would obviously open up a circuit split, and we might get it to the Supreme Court. But um, uh, I really suspect we're going to solve these things at uh, uh, at the courts of appeal or legislatively. Yeah, that would be my hope, too. I mean, there is an angle to the Supreme Court, uh, it's, it's rather technical, but essentially the courts are supposed to give great deference or, you, you know, to stand back when an agency makes a decision. Uh, essentially, they, they have to say, well, the agency is the expert in this, and therefore we have to almost trust that they're doing the right thing. In, in the Gray case, the Veterans Court explicitly said, no, we don't, because we don't think you're doing the right thing for the veteran. And the Supreme Court has said, over 20 years ago that veterans are a special class and they are entitled to a special, it's called deference of their own. Um, so there's an angle there for the Supreme Court to kind of put together those two and that, yes, the court has to give deference to the agency, but then they're supposed to also give special preference to the veterans. I'm, I'm with the commander. I, I hope, you know, if that's the case, we're talking years, you know, five, ten years for that. I'd rather, and, and unfortunately, I think we would lose a lot of Blue Water veterans in that time. So I'm hoping uh, he's able to pull this through Congress or, uh, you know, the VA sees what the, the, the writing on the wall with the different circuit courts and, and just kind of backs off, but we'll see. Yeah, and, uh, Gerald, the important thing right now is to get on the horn and call Senator McCain's office at 202-224-2235 and ask him to support Amendment 1892. I hope I'm mentioning that enough. Uh, well, yeah, i I, I got to tell you, Commander, it kind of sounds like the best best infomercial I've ever heard, you know, and those infomercials you hear. <laughs> the person Actually, always you should, call to you buy right now. <laughs> you should have seen my speech at the Navy Memorial a couple of days before yeah. Memorial Day. I did the same thing. We want to make sure everybody gets that numbers. <laughs> Okay, well, one more time then. Area code 202-224-2235. It's Amendment 1892. Okay. But, uh, you know, for the life of me, I don't know why in the world the VA is so cantankerous. Uh, you know, they have money to fight these wars and stuff, and yet... They don't want to do what's right for the veteran. And they know they have a bunch of sick veterans out here uh, in regard to the Blue Water Navy. And uh, here they're hiding around between Blue Water, Brown Water, whatever. Uh, any harbor, I would imagine, uh, unless there wasn't no river or stream running into it, would that be classified as brown water? I don't know what in the world well, that's what, argue around that. That's what the treaty says. The Convention on the Territorial Seas and the uh, Contiguous Zone, which has been signed and ratified by the United States, and uh, the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, which has been signed but not ratified, both say the same thing. They don't use the term blue water, brown water, but what they basically say is that uh, uh, the uh, harbors are considered the internal or inland waters of a state. 
uh, and the Supreme Court has said the same thing uh, repeatedly every time they've they've applied it. Uh, but you know, I mean, let's go back even further. In 1954, Geneva Accords, uh, the uh, United States recognized sovereign territory not only over bays and harbors, but the territorial seas of the, of the nation. They did the same thing in the 1973 Paris Peace Accords dealing with Vietnam. And the original general counsel's opinion says, you know, that uh, uh, the person has to be within the boundary um, uh, of the country. Well, the territorial seas, the bays, the harbors are all within the boundary of the country. And the only group that does not agree with that is the Department of Veterans Affairs. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But how did it happen? Well, some GS-14 made a decision. And in fact, the general counsel's opinion, uh, you know, it was issued in 1997 and uh, uh, laid dormant until 2000, latter part of 2000, when the general counsel's husband happened to be the acting secretary of Veterans Affairs. I, I kid you not. You can't make this stuff up. This is how this kind of stuff happens. Unreal. In uh, in the territorial, uh, isn't that a twelve mile limit offshore? Then you're in territorial waters. Well, or, I mean, uh, yes, and, yes and no. Um, I mean, that's the common, handy thing is twelve miles. But actually, Vietnam uses what they call a straight baseline system, which uh, is allowable under the treaties. And what they do is they draw an imaginary line on the low water mark of the outer part of every of the islands that are claimed as sovereign territory, okay? And then that's what they call the baseline. The 12-mile limit starts at the baseline and runs 12 nautical miles out to sea. So at, um, at, the, at its narrowest point, the territorial sea is probably about 20 nautical miles off the mainland is how I plotted it. And uh, at its widest point, and that's off the Mekong River, uh, which, of course, has a very high discharge plume, uh, it's actually about 80 to 90 nautical miles out. Well, and what would you say? Uh, I was going to say, what would you say, Commander, on on how many, how much of the fleet in that theater actually entered that uh, that sea? That I think probably uh, the vast majority of it. Um, there may be a couple of carriers that didn't, uh, that uh, never came close enough. Although usually, they would swap between Yankee Station and Dixie Station. And, uh, yeah, you know, when you're on Dixie Station, you're right on the edge of it. So uh, the vast majority of them. Uh, the, uh, but, you know, I mean, it, this opens up. There's so many other areas, uh, you know, of Agent Orange exposure. For example, the carriers that sat off of uh, North Vietnam that never went south, okay, their planes went right through the uh, Agent Orange, okay? Mm. Uh, the clouds of Agent Orange, it came back, they were washed down, it contaminated the the decks, uh, uh, the crew, the flight deck crew would track it throughout the ship. Their clothes were washed in a common laundry. Mail, uh, mail would, st- would stack up in Da Nang and be sprayed, okay? And then uh, brought by small boat or helicopter out to ships. Uh, and, you know, the same thing, uh, people would handle it. Uh, they'd take it down to the mess decks. They'd take it to their birthing compartment. Their clothes would be washed. You know, virtually everybody out there got exposed. Uh, and it's uh, and the VA has just taken a very inelastic, and I'm going to say it, my wife's not listening, stupid approach on this. 
Oh, that is stupid, too. Unreal. But the BA has come to that, and it's not only uh, over the blue water issue, it's uh, a lot of other issues, too. Sure. And and uh, they just don't want to take care of the veterans that uh, lead the service, and they, they've been harmed. They're damaged, and, and uh, they need fix them. Uh, and how many ha- have, have passed on, and this is still unresolved, uh, due to, to direct exposure? Uh, I don't know if we even have the numbers, uh, accurate number of how many veterans have passed on due to this one, one uh, chemical uh, Agent Orange, and whether you was five miles out to sea or ten miles, or in some cases, like you said, eighty miles, uh, you should be uh, compensated, uh, covered, and taken care of. Now you you've uh, you've been fighting this long enough that you can see enough ailments that you can classify should be able to classify them as being presumptive, uh, whether it be respiratory or kidney cancers or or, or anything, you know, uh, that a lot uh, that numerously is showing up among this group of veterans. Well, part of that problem, Gerald, is, uh, you know, the Institute of Medicine reviews and makes recommendations as to what diseases should be added. The uh, uh, the pro- uh, and there's two problems. One is that uh, biennial committee requirement is about ready to expire. I think they've had the last committee report unless Congress reauthorizes it, and we need to continue keep that going. But the other problem is we need to get the medical community on board to go make presentations. I mean, I, I've been to the IOM Institute of Medicine uh, committee before, and unfortunately. If you have a guy come in and say, well, I've got X disease and I served in Vietnam, so therefore, uh, you know, it should be a presumptive disease, that's not going to cut it. On the other hand, I was there for the Parkinson's brief, and it was a very extensive brief, very very detailed. It was presented by doctors, okay? And bingo, you know, they pick right up on that. So, you know, we need to look at the Veterans Committee. We need to look on how we do business with the Institute of Medicine and, frankly, how we do business with Congress as well. Because, you know, one of the successes we've had with Blue Water Navy is we've gone in with a structured presentation. We leave them a good professional briefing package. Uh, we're in and spend about 20 minutes with them, 10 minutes for questions, and boom, on to the next appointment. And, uh, you know, sometimes people will go in and, you know, harangue them for two to three hours, okay, which does no good at all. It just turns the individual off. Um, so, you know, I mean, we have to know what they're looking for, uh, and we have to present it in the format that they want, both in Congress and the Institute of Medicine. And that's going to be taking – that's going to take – you know, I'm going to be closing my law practice next year and concentrating just on my nonprofit. So hopefully we'll be able to get 
a little bit more into that, which, by the way, my nonprofit is Military Veterans Advocacy, and you can find our website, www.militaryveteransadvocacy.org. That's www.militaryveteransadvocacy.org. And, yes, there is a, a place to donate. We are tax-exempt, and uh, uh, we do take va- uh, Visa MasterCard Discover, and we also have a Facebook page, Military Veterans Advocacy. So, you know, uh, when you get done calling... Uh, uh, Senator McCain at 202-224-2235 and telling him to support Amendment 1892. You can feel free to go to our Facebook page, Military Veterans Advocacy, or to our website, www.militaryveteransadvocacy.org. Check out what we're doing. And if uh, uh, you're paying too many tax, too much taxes, feel free to make a tax-free donation. Hey Commander, I just wanted to clarify that. Does that that mean you're not uh, you're not going to be pushing the VA around in the courts anymore? Oh, sure, the, uh, we will. We'll just do it through military okay. veterans advocacy. Okay, uh, make sure you're still. Oh yeah, we uh, uh, litigate, legislate, and educate. So we'll be doing all that. Yeah, don't worry, Matt. Uh, uh, I, um, I, I want to keep my picture up on the secretary's dartboard there. <laughs> Uh, and I think they still put the kill order on me out there. I'm not sure. Well, let's hope this gets resolved sooner than later because uh, I know that there's a lot of sick uh, Blue Water Navy veterans out there, and they need to be taken care of and compensated. And, Gerald, it's not just the Blue Water. Uh, go ahead, John. It's not just the blue water no. with the C-123 veterans. Uh, you know, they have <laughs> been flying, they flew the planes after after the war. They were put in the reserves, and the VA still won't grant them coverage, even though the Institute of Medicine has said, yes, they were definitely exposed. What's their reason? Oh, gee, it doesn't meet the statutory definition of veteran. Well, the Senate has come out and said, yes, it does. You know, and a number of senators and the Senate Vets Committee gave the VA a come around and said, come on, get real. And uh, they're still dragging their feet on that. They haven't made a decision. We've got people exposed on Guam, in Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Fort McClellan, Gulfport, Mississippi, all kinds of different places. It's more than just Agent Orange. We still got the Gulf War sickness. We're not sure what causes that. Burn pits. Burn pits will be the Agent Orange of the 21st century, okay, where uh, we threw everything into a pit, put some diesel fuel on it, and I mean everything, medical waste, human waste, plastic, old computers, depleted uranium, uh, trash, garbage, plastic bottles, anything, uh, lit it off, and of course the, bir- the troops were birthed downwind of it. Uh, you know, we're defending a burnt pit whistleblower who was uh, uh, sexually assaulted and then later forced out of the, out of the military uh, because she raised the issue of burn pits and raised it outside the chain of command when the chain of command wouldn't do anything with it. You know, there, there's other things coming on. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, it's terrible. And the Department of, uh, uh, well, the VA historically will not grant the benefits. Uh, you know, there's testimony for Congress a couple of years ago uh, of a doctor from Emory University who uh, uh, was establishing the connection between burn pits and lung diseases, which fairly easy to uh, establish, and uh, his bosses at the VA said, no, 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 you got to suppress all that. So he quit and blew the whistle on him in Congress. Do we still have whistle, uh, Do we still have 
problems getting burn pit uh, benefits? You betcha. Okay. So it's a, it's a constant battle, and I sometimes think that the Department of Veterans Abuse should be renamed the Department of Veterans. Uh, I'm sorry, the Department of Veterans Abuse or Affairs should be named the Department of Veterans Abuse. I have a Freudian slip on that. I apologize. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a constant, constant problem. That's why we have to go to all this. That's why you need to continue to call Senator McCain at 202-224-2235 and tell him to, uh, to support Amendment 1892. Well, do that. Uh, Bassler, you had a question. Go ahead, Bassler. Yeah, first you missed you miss one on your exposure areas there. You forgot Alaska and Project 112 and Chad. <laughs> Mm. Trying, trying uh, to get them all. <laughs> quick question for you now. I understand court proceedings and things like that when you're in a case and if you got you know if you're in a hearing, uh if one of the parties in the court actually comes up with uh for example, uh, they 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 automatically falsify information in order to prove a point or get something through, isn't that a criminal act? Well, if it's done under oath, it's perjury, that's for sure. Well, then uh, if they come up with information like that to justify their side and they reach out of thin air and pull it out, there's no justification for it or, or actual evidence proof, that should be. That, that's almost racketeering because that's a, that's a direct attempt to keep people from getting earned benefits they deserve. Well, I don't know if... Uh yeah, it would come under the racketeering statute. I don't think it would. For one thing, federal government's not, um, uh, you know, not susceptible to that statute. But, um, you know, it could certainly, for the individual to falsify the information if it was done under oath, uh, it could be perjury. It could also be a violation of uh, 18 U.S.C. 1001, which is commonly known as the Marks. Martha Stewart statute. You know, everybody thinks that Martha Stewart yeah. went to jail for insider training. She didn't. She went to jail for lying to she the FBI. West, yeah, she went to West Virginia, a nice little place out there in the hills. <laughs> 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 nice little federal prison. No, but there seems there should be an avenue. I mean, even though you know, you guys are busy. You've got your, you know, you, you've got your your wheel to the grindstone there. You know, you guys are fighting this and fighting this and. Uh, you know, they come up with stuff like this all the time, not in just your, you know, the blue water issue, but every issue, you know, that I've known, you know, for the date, you know, they reach out of their hat and pull out something that's totally oblivious to the situation, and they run with it. And that's because they've got a bunch of people that they've hired, they're creative thinkers, you know, and they think outside the box, and they're pretty quick, and they can, they snap through, you know, these decisions, and, you know, and those decisions stand because they stand by them, you know, they're, they're concrete in the ground, it's hard to pull them out, so... Uh, for some way, uh, uh, we could start going after some of these folks that are putting this false information, and it might help change the whole, you know, the whole system. I don't know if it will or not, but that seems to be the smart thing to do. Hey, one thing I, I wanted to to circle back. Well, if y'all have an answer to that, I I don't have an answer to that. It's <laughs> commanders. Up. Um, if not, I wanted to circle back to the burn pits. Uh, you know, the commander was talking about how all of those uh, plastics and uh, human waste and clothes and everything was thrown together. Well, when it was all thrown together, uh, the DOD determined that the main chemical that came out of that was tetrachlorodibenzodioxide. Anybody want to take a guess as to what 
that's also the main chemical in something else? Probably Agent Orange. That's Agent Orange, yeah. So the boys over in, off these burn pits were getting exposed to the exact same thing as the fellows in uh, Vietnam. So, you know, there hasn't been that much talk about it yet, but we've done some research on our side to realize this is, uh, you know, it's, we, we don't learn from history, and now we're repeating it. I actually have a friend that actually filed a claim on his thyroid cancer from a burn pit and got approved. It's something that needs to be looked at. Like I say, it's yeah. it's going to be the Agent Orange of the 21st century. And, hey, here's another good thing for you. Um, and I realize you got people all over the country. Um, a lot of your fish farms and so on and so forth in Vietnam, you know, they're right at the mouth of rivers or in harbors, okay? And a lot of Vietnamese seafood is coming into this country. So I spent a half day on the phone one time with the F trying to find somebody in the FDA who could finally answer the question they did. And the question was, do you guys test for the Agent Orange dioxin coming into Vietnamese seafood? The answer was no. Well, we're spending millions of dollars of ta U.S. taxpayer money right now to remediate in Da Nang, okay? So, you know, all that stuff is being dug up, and guess what? It's going to, uh, during the rains, it's going to wash right back into the harbors and the rivers and so on and so forth. So my advice is when you go out and order, decide you want something off the seafood menu, check where it comes from. And if it's from Vietnam, I'm not trying to knock their economy, but I would personally order lamb, steak, chicken, uh, roast, anything. You know, it's... Uh, and it happens. I mean, you know, and I know people that, uh, uh, you know, they, uh, when you tell them that, they go look at their seafood, and sure enough, shrimp comes from Vietnam. So uh, uh, apparently after the 2010 Gulf oil spill, a lot of people shifted from Gulf to uh, uh, Vietnamese seafood. I would just be very careful. What about, uh, uh, oh, what's that fish uh, Captain, uh, Captain Dees. Uh, yeah, Captain Dees or something there. Uh, fish place. <laughs> Most of their fish are they come out of the Bering Sea area, northern Atlantic. Oh, I have no idea. I, I can't yeah, tell you a specific got... place, and and I couldn't tell you that any because I wouldn't want to get myself in trouble, but. Uh, oh, long uh, silvers. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know where it comes from. I hope it ain't Vietnam. I read once where Long Johns came out. Of, it used to be North Atlantic cod, and they changed because of, because of a shortage of cod and to to a perch or something like that. So they changed, you know, over the years. But uh, I would say shrimp and things like that would be careful. Make sure you know where it came from. Especially bottom dwelling fish, you know that that would be your most uh, most ones likely to come in contact with the. But you know, if you go out for seafood dinner today, uh, you know why, and and you checked, uh, you know where it's coming from, and so on and so forth, and all that looks okay. While you're standing there waiting for your order, uh, please. Uh, you know, take an opportunity to call Senator John McCain's office and ask him to support uh, Amendment 1892, and that telephone number again is 202-224-2235. I 
I'll put that up on the site in a few minutes and see if we can get some folks to call in from Add It too. I don't know if he'd like to get 13,000 calls, but he might do it. <laughs> <laughs> the more calls, the better. I mean, well, it we'll makes keep, a difference. We'll keep his phone open today for sure and tomorrow. Yeah, that's, a, uh, that's an important thing. The bill will be voted on sometime today. We just don't know when. Now, you touched on that Russian study about that uh, coral reef that was dying, and they said they actually tested it, and they did find positive evidence of Agent Orange in that reef itself. Right. I guess it was a Russian. Now, they've done studies in denying the same thing, or is it something they don't now, want to do? As, as far as I can tell, the only one that's ever been done was that one study in uh, Natron. I mean, we've looked for it, and uh, we can't find any others. I did suggest to the VA that maybe they'd want to go do one, and uh, they said no, and they weren't into that kind of business. Well, they got to do is park a ship over it and take some samples, core samples. That, that would be nothing to do. But, you know, it's... Uh, well, they know it'll be hot air, yes, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, there's been talk about, you know, going to a ship left over from Vietnam and trying to do that, but you're talking about something 40 years later, and uh, all the piping, the distillate system, the internals of the boilers, all that's been flushed, you know, however many times since... Uh, uh, since that ship was uh, in Vietnamese waters. So, um, you know, like a boiler, uh, you know, where you'd think that maybe it would, the dioxin would bake onto the tubes, possibly, but then all those boilers get uh, uh, the water sites done every 1,800 hours of operations and starting in the uh, in the early, in the late 60s, early 70s, where they could, they were water jettering with high power, uh, high pressure uh, water. So, you know, it's, the chances of anything being left inside any of the of the internals is zilch. Plus, the piping many on the newer ships has probably been replaced two or three times. The internals of the equipment has been replaced. It's just almost hard to do. The best way to do it would be to go down and take bottom samples, and probably by, you'd have to go down about 15 feet or so, I would imagine. Uh, but you'll find it; it's still there. Well, they're in the process right now of destroying the evidence, anyways, because. Uh, you know the ships back in that area in Vietnam. Most of them are most of them are being cut up for scrap anyways right now. There's, yeah, I think there's very few left that actually served during Vietnam. You know, and they're probably in mothballs somewhere. So they're just that's well, another are. way they're, of destroying the evidence. There's a couple of a uh, couple of museums, but you know it's uh, again, um, I, I don't think it would show anything because everything has been flushed. Too much of the stuff's been replaced. Mm-hmm. It's it's just too long, you know. But you know what's so bad is in 1991, when Congress passed the Agent Orange Act, they told the VA to to go get blood samples, you know. And there was a test that could determine the presence, uh, uh, detect the presence of Agent Orange into in their blood. Okay. The problem was the VA wouldn't do it. They said, Oh no, 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 we don't want to do that. That test is no good, and they just didn't want to be bothered with it. Well, now, the, uh, the, uh, due to the half-life deterioration of the chemical, it's down below the detection threshold and has been for probably 10, 12, 14 years. But if the VA had done their job in the first place, we wouldn't be worrying about presumption. We'd know. You know we'd know that Joe Blow uh, blood sample contained Agent Orange. We'd know that, Joe, that Jim Doakes' uh, blood sample didn't. And we wouldn't be worried about any of this stuff. It's just another 
another example of veterans having to pay for the incompetence of the uh, of the Department of Veterans Abuse. I mean, uh, Veterans Affairs. I, can, I keep slipping. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, what about the lumber over there in Vietnam? You think it's, uh, you know, all these trees have been there a long time. And their lumber industry is flourishing right now because you can go to some of these uh, discount places and buy this furniture, and most of most most of it's made in Vietnam. Ah, you think gee, that stuff could no be contaminated? Mm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I suppose it's possible, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I have no idea on that. Certainly nothing from the north would be. Yeah, so that's something, that's something I stay away from. You know, you never know. You don't want to take a risk to find out, do we, Gerald? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's a good point. Don't forget, if you have to uh, be out there doing furniture shopping today, just to take a minute to call Senator John McCain's office at area code. You guys don't remember. Okay, it's 202 224 Two two three five, and uh, ask them to support Amendment eighteen ninety two, one eight nine two. Eighteen ninety two. Yeah, we did that at uh, the Navy Memorial speech, and we were on the Mall later on. And we had people coming up. We were referring to it as S six eighty one. Of course, the Senate bill. And, oh yeah, you're the six eighty one guy. <laughs> you know, so you know <laughs> enough repetition, and uh, you'd be surprised how you remember it. Uh, <laughs> and again, I would urge every, anybody to go to our Facebook page, Military Veterans Advocacy, and uh, if they feel, want to make a tax-free donation, www.militaryveteransadvocacy.org, at the donate page. Sorry, Matt, I'm, I'm sitting here uh, uh, stirring up money here, or trying to get money and phone calls, and uh, kind of leaving you uh, <laughs> without without a chance to say anything. No, I, I mean. I, I just love the fact that it's a it's a multi front war and and they want this to go away and you know I'm glad that with Gray we were able to kind of give them a little poke but I think what you're doing on that front and then uh, this is why I was worried about the court thing the DC uh, the DC court and how you're tack, you know taking it to them there I'm I just think uh, it's got to be a full court press until they uh, you know either the legislation's passed or the VA just comes back and says okay you know we're we're gonna we're gonna admit that uh, there should be coverage here, but I just, uh, you know, that, that's wonderful. I, I know y'all been battling it so long in Congress and getting so close, and then Congress clearly has its own problems uh, getting stuff done, so to see that uh, you've got such uh, traction on both sides. Uh, I've been waiting for that COB uh, report to come out, but basically you're at the point now where you don't even think it matters, huh? Well, if we get this amendment through, that's Amendment 1892, for those of you that missed it, uh, it won't because we have uh, uh, a funding source in that, uh, uh, and that's why we went to a National Defense Authorization Act because it's a DOD source rather than a VA source. Uh, and um, you know, it will. There's enough money there to cover even the original preliminary estimate of the CBO, which CBO agreed was way uh, was way too high. So uh, if we get that through. Um, Amendment 1892, then which y'all can help by calling 202-224-2235 and talking about Senator McCain's office. Um, 
if we get that through, the CBO score is going to become uh, uh, marginally relevant. Mm-hmm. Now, if we don't oh, do, yeah. if we don't get that through, then it's back to the CBO and back to push S six eighty one and HR nine sixty nine. Now, if this bill was to get through and they uh, you secure the funding, uh, do you think the VA is going to work with that? They have to at that point. You, you think they have? But to? I mean, they'll drag their feet. Their feet. What they'll do is uh, they'll try to write regulations. Okay, and. Uh, the regulations are going to, you know, take them six or seven months to write. Okay, uh, then they have to put it in the register, and then uh, uh, there's a notice and comment period. Uh, what I would expect them to do is they'll try to say that it's a three-mile, uh, even though we have documents from uh, where the United States recognized the 12-mile limit, and then they'll try to go 12 miles from the mainland, which is still going to cover, by the way, about 95% of the ships. Uh, and uh, we'll go back with no, um, you know, this is the congressional intent. Hopefully we'll have it in the legislative history of the bill so we won't have a problem with that. So it, it, the fight's not going to be over. Uh, but at the, uh, but at this point, you know, if, if, if we get this amendment through, then we're going to be at a turning point. Well, that's beneficial. Uh, and, of course, the other problem... Gerald, the other thing. Yeah, Gerald. The other issue is, assuming we get it through, uh, we've got. Uh, we also have to get it through the House of Representatives. I mean, this is just the Senate now, but you know, yeah. you got to start somewhere. Hey, but wasn't wasn't the House uh, who you had behind them you last year? I thought you. Well, had- we did. We had 258 co-sponsors last year, but you know we were never able to get it out of committee because they were waiting for the CBO score. Uh, so this amendment will bypass the CBO score because we've got a funding suit, and then it'll go it'll go back to the House Armed Services Committee instead of the Senate uh, instead of the House Veterans Committee. And again, since we've got a funding source, uh, it should be a lot easier. Gentlemen, could you excuse me for just a second? Go ahead, uh, Matt. You wanna? Uh, he's probably he's probably got a senator on the line. Yeah. You know? Well, I imagine I was hoping to be the president, but <laughs> yeah, could be John McCain. <laughs> you know what? what well, yeah, oh, yeah. He's probably saying, "Mercy, quit calling me." Oh, that's great. Well, what was he saying? One thing I wanted to say further about sorry, the gray decision oh, is, uh, is is the rivers aspect of it. There was discussion in the oral arguments as to what it meant to be off the river, uh, the Quivet River, I believe, Cuvette. And and there's there's a great opening there, I think, for veterans. And that, you know, regardless, hopefully this is irrelevant, but uh, right now there's a great opening for veterans who had – uh, their ship was stationed off the river mouth. If you see in deck logs again and again, you'll see that, and a veteran will say, well, look, I was up the river, but the only thing the deck logs say is um, off the river mouth. The court seems to be uh, interested in 
an argument that off the river mouth still means in the brown water, kind of going back to what the commander said as far as all that silt and everything going into the to the uh, into the sea. And I, from my reading of that, it seems that they're saying that it's going to be, you know, the VA is going to have to rebut this. They're not going to be able just to say, well, you know, it's off the river mouth when, when the VA has in other instances said that, uh, you know, anchorage along the river mouth is in the brown water. So I think that's a great takeaway that uh, we haven't spoken to enough as far as, you know, veterans who've given up because their case uh, involved their, their, their deck logs being off the river mouth. Uh, have you had uh, cases one? Uh, uh, I'm certain that there's been cases filed, claims filed. My my understanding of it is it's kind of like uh, blue water vets before Haas, and that some of them win, some of them don't, but there's no uniform policy. Um, but I agree. I, I I've spoken to veterans since then who said, yeah, we we were off the river mouth and we won. Uh, in, in Mr. Gray's case, we just thought the more direct argument was, was trying to get them to push the Nang Harbor to be an inland waterway, but the court came back and said they were really interested in that concept. Yeah. Uh, uh, hello, this is John Wells. I got uh, disconnected. Yeah, we, we all did. did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just me. Must be the VA yeah. uh, uh, and the NSA working together. You know. I, that's what I first hit my mind. I don't know. I think blog talks. A, I think blog talks a British thing. That might be an act. Probably national security doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt yeah, I'm, I'm back as well. I was wondering what was happening too. I thought I messed it up. Well, no, we've got about six minutes. Less than six minutes left, Joe. Well, okay. Is. One of the things I was gonna uh, gonna say before we got disconnected there was, uh, you know, the VA has for so many years basically said we're the VA, we can do anything we want. All right, they have discouraged attorneys getting involved, and the reason is because you get people like Matt who come in there and and whoop them in court. Uh, it's been a uh, it's been a, a long process. They claim that it's a paternal, non-adversarial process, but is much more adversarial. I mean, uh, than than any other group I've ever dealt with. Uh, they're unbelievable. Uh, one of the good things from the Gray decision has told them, hey, VA. You can't do everything uh, the way you want to do it. You've got to have a rational basis for it, okay? And uh, the uh, uh, the VA has not been very good at, at articulating rational basis. They've just said this is the way it is. You don't like it too bad, so sad. Can't do it, okay? Now, and what Matt had mentioned a little earlier was is very germane. Uh, the uh, uh, the Supreme Court has said. They're supposed to be looking at veterans' benefits through a pro-veteran prism. And in fact, one of the things on Haas was that issue was not raised, and the Haas court admitted they did not look 
at uh, at the case through a, a pro-veteran prism. So that's also hope for eventually getting that case overturned. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say is uh, please call Senator John McCain at 202-224-2235 and tell him to support Amendment 1892. And, and, you know, nothing says when you get done calling, you can't have your spouse call. If you got any kids, brothers, sisters, cousins, neighbors, uh, you know, people that you flag down on the highway, whatever, okay? The more calls, the better. All right. Well, so, I got to this, so I, I can call four or five times and tell them why okay. I have. I thought I called. Maybe I did. <laughs> I think I'll call in English I, but, and Spanish but, both. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I think that, that last comment by the commander there is why this is going to pass, if not now, eventually. His uh, dogged determination uh, and persistence. I mean, they're, they're going to get tired of them all over the place and say, if we can get this guy to go home by passing this, then great. Uh, so. Well, they ought to do the that. right thing. That's... That's what this all boils down to is trying to you have to force the VA to do the right thing and and uh there's something wrong with that picture. Uh I don't know what what the answer is to resolve that, but we gotta look deeper than than what we're looking. Uh, somewhere it's it's written someplace or it's an understanding or it's by design that the the VA is to be adversarial to veterans and events. And Blue Water Navy is a a good example. Your atomic veterans were a good example. I mean, you know, even even Agent Orange, uh, uh, look what they went through. I'm trying to get recognized. Uh, yeah. It seems so, like it's one time after another, and and uh, that's not what the VA is, is was uh, was generated to do. It was to assist veterans to to help them, and it don't help. We need need a blue water. Uh, Beverly Nemer is what we need, Gerald. <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, it is a sad situation because we are losing veterans. We have sick veterans, uh, and you know, anytime you have a sick veteran, you got a family of suffering. Uh, uh, it, it's uh, just overwhelming. And the grief that they put on the, on the veterans and their families, and it's uncalled for. It shouldn't be allowed. And we have to uh, fight them at, at every turn. We have to fight them. It, uh, it's ridiculous. Well, I gotta agree with you, Gerald. But uh, if we have to fight them at every turn, we're gonna fight them at every turn. Absolutely. And, and just uh, you know, the next battle can be won by calling two zero two 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 four two two three five and uh, asking Senator McCain to support Amendment eighteen ninety two. Have I said that enough, guys? Well, yeah, I think McCain's calling somebody right now. 
<laughs> I bet he takes his phone off to No, they won't do that, but seriously, folks, call. It's what It will help. Uh, we will call, and I'll call soon the show's over. Okay. So, Matt, you I too. I might call four five All right. Just so they get the message. Some of them are hard hearing. Yep. Drew, we're okay, completely well, out of time. I know it, and this hours went by so quick. Uh, Matt, you and the commander, I'd like to sure like to have you guys come back on uh, uh, real what? soon and keep us updated on this. Uh, you know, we've always been supportive of, of the Blue Water Navy here at Haddock, and uh, uh, we enjoyed our time with you today, and I hope uh, the listeners... Uh, uh, you know, got updated and are chomping at the bit and already dialing their the phone. That's two oh two 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 four two two three five and and ask them to support this bill eighteen ninety two. So Sounds good. Gerald, you uh, I made a believer out of you. You sure <laughs> did. I got that memorized. Well maybe I did write it down. But but anyway, I'll call. <laughs> well, thank thank you for having us on. I also just want to thank Haddock in general for all the great information they're giving vets. I mean, you know, the more knowledge veterans have, the better their chances. That's that's what I've learned over the years. I'm just glad to see that. Knowledge is power, and uh, I, uh, we need it. And we have people willing to share it, and 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 that's wonderful. Veterans are good people. So, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be our show today. And uh, I want you all to remember had it. And pitch in a dollar or two whenever you can. Thank you so much. And thank you for having us. We're only too proud to have you on. Thank you. As long as you're pitching in dollars, don't forget www.militaryveteransadvocacy.org. Yeah, pitch them some dollars, too. (laughs) All right. right, See y'all. See y'all. You've been listening to the Haddock.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Haddock.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Haddock.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Haddock.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bastard Show.